guys i'm a little bit discombobulated i want to thank you every one of you that have reached out as you know uh my father passed yesterday we've been dealing with it for a, a while and the day before that his only re, uh surviving sibling at 99 she died immediately before him the day before so it's been a little bit discombobulated <laughs> in my world uh, I hope all of you are with family. I hope, uh, let me make sure I got my audio right. Good. I, I hope all of you are with family getting ready for a great, great Thanksgiving, right? It's a, it's a glorious time of the year to be 
with people, to be to be thankful for what's going on, to remember why we do what we do, why we fight what we fight. Hey, will you please do me a favor? Will you share this program for me? Lift a finger. The system counts on you not lifting a finger at all in this fight, right? It's just kind of the way the system works because they know predominantly people don't lift a finger to fight the fight that we have to fight. And there are thousands and thousands of people across the country that fight this fight and fight this fight in different ways. We're going to kind of talk about that, but I just want to say thank you for every one of you that have reached out since your well wishes uh, regarding my father was very tough. Um, you know, passing last night just before airtime. And so it's also a good time of the year to remember family is precious. You, you've got to hold everybody close. One day they're here, one day they're not. He was, um, you know, it, 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 it kind of, well, can, can, can make you reflect on things. And I just think at Thanksgiving, uh, we all should reflect on the fight we're fighting, what's going on, how do we fight it, how do we get better at what we do. So do me a favor, will you share this program? But one thing I want to do for you, uh, for your treat, for your family, as you're there with your family this evening. We haven't played this in a while. And so before the program, I'm going to play a favorite. I want to play a favorite uh, that all of you loved. Uh that we used to play quite regularly, haven't played in a while. Here we go. Everybody head down, pick yourself a pronoun. Join the resistance on government assistance. Stop all the hate as you advocate violence. Block and suppress anyone you want to silence. Take what you want, because what you want is what you want. Call everyone a fascist till they're all controlled. Autonomous zone. 
Five times August. What a what a great musician. You know, we've had him on the program along with Dave Bray. And interestingly enough, Facebook, every time we have them on, blocks them over music rights, which are theirs and they own, which really puzzles me. But I think it's because the type of music that Dave Bray does, that's when I when I play Star Spangled Banner at the beginning. They blocked them, right? They they really blocked them. Did you see about this um, car coming across the border? There's conflicting stories, whether it was Canada into the U.S., into Buffalo, or Buffalo into Canada, whether it was just an accident, whether it was, uh, right, um, a bomb. By the way, Susan Standridge says on Rumble she's making pies and having white claws. What is white claws? I have never heard of that. Anyway, did they finally settle out? Was it a terrorist attack? Was it just a screwed up fast driver and the car blew up? Have, and have we got any settlement on that issue? And by the way, what I'm going to do. Oh, craft beer, white claw. Thank you very much. Craft beer. I, I hadn't heard of that. So I guess now I know. Um, okay, great. Thank you so very much. Um, I did have a bourbon last night. I got a very interesting bourbon, handmade bourbon um, in Kentucky a few months back. And uh, I, I sat outside uh, after getting the car that my father passed because I was just supposed to talk to him. I, I didn't make it to talk to him. And I sat outside and quite a bit, quite a lot. That was the my worst fear as a child was my father passing because that's all I had. Right. My two sisters and I only had my dad. I, I love Maker's Mark. Right. But I had this really interest Colonel Thompson or something. Thomas uh, handmade small batch. I went to a very large event in Kentucky um, having to do with the horse rating, horse racing, horse breeding world. You know where they sell a horse for a million bucks. I, I don't get it, but wow. Right. And yes, happy, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. I'm going to be releasing two programs for you tomorrow. I'll, I'm going to do them on audio. So you don't have to kind of worry about watching and, and, and missing anything. You're not going to miss anything, uh, but you can turn them on and play them in the house. Two things. I'm going to give you um, Abraham Lincoln's Thanksgiving address, right? Yes, I'll be narrating it. And then I'm also going to redo, um, because I have the copy in the script, I'm going to redo Rush Limbaugh's The Truth About Thanksgiving, right? And so we'll be releasing both of those for you to yesterday or tomorrow. You'll be able to turn them on the house as you're cooking, getting ready, everything else. Um, and it'll be good stuff. A few things. Um, some people are saying over Rumble, it was maybe a dry run for that car crash. We'll see. Right. Um, somebody's saying, and by the way, for all those Michigan peeps, go Buckeyes. I think everybody misses Rush, right? Um, and so I'm going to do that. I, there's actually three stories you're going to get. 
uh, Thanksgiving stories. I do a Thanksgiving story every year uh, as well. This shooter in the the Louisville Bank, have you been following that? That uh, they're finally going to release the manifesto of this Louisville shooter and that he was under healthcare professionals' care, treated for depression. I'm surprised that the government's uh, talking about this, but the 13-page manifesto talks about that he wanted to kill or he wants to kill white people. A 13-page manifesto that he left, right? He went on shooting at his, right? Uh, shooting spree at a former place of employment. He wanted to prove how easy it was to buy a gun. He wanted to highlight America's mental health crisis, and he wanted to kill himself and take others with him. You know, I, I have to wonder if some of these, that's a political agenda. I, I you can see somebody, you know, he wanted to highlight mental health. But that how easy it is to buy a gun, that's a political agenda, right? A, a political agenda. It's pretty wild. Peach is 62 over in Rumble saying she just finished a River Bend Ranch sirloin. <laughs> You'd have to see that. If you didn't see that, that clip. <laughs> it took me a minute to get what you were saying, right? I thought you just had a, a typo that it was a sirloin versus a sirloin. That's very funny. Folks, let me see if I can find this for you. I, I share these videos with you <laughs> across my my social media when I when I do them on the program. Oh, dang, where is it? Oh, come on, where are you? Oh, wait. Here you go. If you didn't watch if you didn't watch the program this morning, now my glasses are foggy. If you didn't watch the program this morning, <laughs> you just fit, finished a River Bend Ranch Sir Lion. Now that's that's hilarious. Check this out, folks. I'm really about to show y'all why we need to move out of America. Look at this. They're selling lion chops. They're taking exotic animals and cutting them up and putting them in our local grocery stores. Look, I'm in Safeway. They're putting lion meat in the fucking grocery stores. Lion meat. <laughs> <laughs> so now I get your joke. Thank you very much. A river been ranch sir lion i'm really about to show y'all why we need to move out of america look at this they're selling lion chops they're taking exotic animals and cutting them up and putting them in our local grocery stores look i'm in safeway they're putting lion meat in the fucking grocery stores lion meat <sighs> you think she's lying about her mate and the uh grocery store what do you think <laughs> i swear i swear this is why they are dumbing down our kids you don't have to have reading proficiency you don't have to have math proficiency and this is it uh by the way i want to deal with an elephant in the room if i may somebody sent me a piece of video i'm going to share it with you. Let me tell you a little bit of a story first, and then and then I'll share it with you. One of the greatest ways to help spread, uh, like, I, like I talked about, documenting the evidence, there is a price of being in public. There really is, right? And 
you know, I've realized this over time, especially with the attempt on my life and just how much it's kind of cost my family and every and everything else. Um, December two years, December. So it's, it's not quite two years ago. We decided. Yeah, not quite two years ago. We decided that we would help a state do a documentary about things that had happened in their state. And the, the state uh, is New Hampshire. And so in December, not quite two years ago, we, we said, look, okay, hey, we think we can come up with a really good creative treatment for this, right? Uh, and by the way, yeah, you can get those videos. Those videos are on my Telegram. When I share those videos, when I do programs that have a lot of heavy video content like that, I drag them over to my Telegram. It's my primary use of Telegram. It's just to get you quick messages. Uh, I don't do comments and that crap. It's just, to, and I don't have a moderator. It's me. And so I share all this over. Uh, and uh, so I drop it over to Telegram. You'll get it anyway. Uh, the, it, this was evidentiary stuff coming out of, uh, New Hampshire. And of course, you know, the New Hampshire, um, motto state motto is live free and die. Now it wasn't too, uh, long after that, it was about the time that where the attempt on my life, which was, I, you would call it a biological or. Uh, biological warfare, uh, I actually thought I was going to die. It was um, an interesting weaponization of, let's just call it strep, common cold, and and scarlet fever. And it almost got me. It, 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 it almost got me. I was off the air for, what, six weeks? And then it was forever. Huge ramifications that went on forever. It took me a, a long while to get back to get back from that. And I'm surprised that even the leftist media wrote about it because – the leftist media will write about everything, especially when it comes to me. If, if they can attack you, they will attack you, right? And so <laughs> it's just the, the way it goes. Anyway, about that time going through it, we uh, I agreed, you know, because I've been doing television and radio and films for a very, 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 very long time. I've produced thousands and thousands of Hours And yeah, I didn't have my voice. Dave remembers and rumble. I didn't have my voice for almost three months. Um, I produced thousands and thousands of hours of, of television, uh, docuseries, etc. Many of you have seen my work or have even seen me history channel, discovery channel, uh, science channel, PBS, right all over the place. And so and, and before I went to go all technology, my, my whole career was just producing, directing, et cetera, right? And so I had a long, deep background in producing and directing, and I care uh, about it. Oh, yeah, you're talking about my eyes being blue. Yes, during that process, very weird, my eyes turned green, turned a completely different shade. And when I finally got it all out of my body, my eyes turned back blue. It's interesting you guys remember that. Anyway, so production has been a very long part of my life. There are many times, uh, and I just don't talk about it, um, 
mainly the reason I don't talk about a lot about my particular production or voice work uh, is because my son is in the same industry. Um, my son, very gifted uh, filmmaker that was lifted out of high school to go directly into the studio system, right? Recruited right out of high school. And he also does various uh, work, voice work, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? And, uh, but the reason I tell you this is because in December at that time, just as I'm getting on the recovery, we, I, we had made it, we had been talking about it, but we made an agreement to do a documentary for the state of New Hampshire. Uh, because New Hampshire has some very compelling things. And New Hampshire was, the people were totally abused in New Hampshire. Totally, totally abused in, in New Hampshire. And so since I, I adore the work of the Patriot, uh, Marilyn Todd, fantastic Patriot boy. And, and the system has attacked her too. She even had to, you know, move out of New Hampshire to protect their family and everything else. Um, because New Hampshire is one of those states, very nefarious things going on. So we agreed to do a documentary and I thought, Hey, you know, we got a great hook because the motto of New Hampshire is live free or die, live free or die. Isn't that what this is about? Live free or die. And so I adore and love Marilyn Todd. Well, we decided in my relationship with, with Marilyn and stuff. Um, and unfortunately, you're right, guys, I see in chat saying, unfortunately, now they would more than rever <laughs> more than oblige us, right? Uh, to die, right? So New, New Hampshire is one of those battleground, and she is an absolutely rock star, true patriot. And so a documentary, I don't uh, know if most, most people really know about a, doc, a documentary. A documentary is about, uh, about $1,250, roughly per finished minute. Uh, we knew in this documentary that it was going to easily um, be about $135,000, about $150,000 production, which is fairly normal for a good documentary. By the way, uh, just because somebody edits together hand, uh, uh, handicam footage, that doesn't make it a documentary. Anyway, we agreed to do a documentary. And I've never talked about the premise, but unfortunately now I'm forced to. You'll see why in a minute. But why I'm even, because I keep things very, 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 very close to the best. Anyways, the first thing you start when you're doing a documentary, when you've got 600 hours of, of loose, disconnected footage that you've got to weave in to tell a story because with a documentary, it, it's got to tell a story. It's got to deliver a punch and tell a story. And you know, we've been documentaried to death here. Here's a few that we've had because this has bearing on, on what we do, but here's a few that we've been through, through this process over the last two years. Local criminal investigations into Mesa County clerk, Tina Peters alleged voting machine security breaches continues. If I asked you this question before the 2020 election, are these voting machines secure? I would have said yes. And after the election, I would have said yes. What changed? 
Tina Peters admits she brought in a consultant to make a forensic copy of the Dominion voting system in Mesa County. I continue to think that our voting machines are too vulnerable. Voting machines in Georgia and Texas switch votes from one candidate to another. Virtually every machine was broken into. Ballot recording machines. Voting machines. 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 Voting machines. Voting machines. 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 Which are vulnerable to being hacked. There is no serious person out there who would suggest somehow that you could even rig America's elections. We've seen no evidence that any of our voting systems have been tampered with. The November 3rd election was the most secure. It was the most secure. Most secure. Most secure election. So many of you saw that. Laura Logan, what a rock star, right? But you notice something when the documentary came out. There was no Laura Logan in it. And you notice right after Laura Logan didn't appear in it, you noticed across her stuff that nobody controls me, nobody owns me. You saw her put that all on her social media. So there's there's far more that goes on behind the scenes in this industry. And when I say industry, I, that's the only way I can describe it, behind this fight. There's a lot behind the scenes. So all of a sudden, you know, you're you're getting ready for a top-notch news person like Lara to to do that program and then she's not there and of course that one focused on the machines the machines the machines change the vote swap the vote the machines the machine the machines change the vote swap the vote etc but it did its job getting people out there now another one that we talked about extensively and we had on our program the people behind the scene that discovered it and helped bring this to the forefront from all of you was this one we have put together i think the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of american politics let me say it again the 2020 election was the most secure election in american history let me begin by asking a very simple question do we know the truth about what really happened in the 2020 election? I think millions of Americans know something went wrong and they have little pieces and no one's really put it together. I'm agnostic on this question and I, I am awaiting more information. If I believed the president were a Nazi, I might steal an election. Bold accusations require bold evidence and they haven't seen it. We have been working on something big. Show me the money. Can we meet? I've been working with Greg Phillips. He has a deep background in election intelligence. True the Vote has the largest store of election intelligence for the 2020 elections in the world. No one has more data than we do. We identified in Atlanta 242 mules that went to an average of 24 drop boxes. But Philadelphia alone, we've identified more than 1,100 mules. What is a mule? Person picking up ballots and running them to the drop boxes. This is not Grandma walking her. Okay. Let's discuss those two documentaries for a moment, if we can. Uh, uh, 2,000 Mules came out first, and the drop boxes and the footage is insidious, right? And, of course, the, the press attacked it basically saying 
Well, you, you, you can't get down that granular with a mobile phone, and it could have been anybody walking by there, which they knew was wrong. But, of course, that's what they used against January 6th people, right? We can put you there because your phone telemetry. So the government massages and craps in our brain all the time. By the way, get ready with your questions because I'm going to open this up to ask me anything for you folks. Um, but we've all learned, right? We've all learned that our lawmakers are really yanking our chains and that people in the industry are yanking our chains too. You know, we've, we've had to deal with people coming out from the background and, and just all kinds of stuff, right? So let me show you this. You, you might not have remember this, but it was broadcast, I think, January 6th. Well, let me give you my view of what happened January the 6th. And we're all, we're here. We're here. We, we, we saw what happened. It was a violent insurrection for the purpose of trying to prevent the peaceful transfer of power after a legitimately certified election. Many people have forgot that footage, but we've learned in this process that even in the conservative process, there are bad actors all through everything we do. Bad actors, right? And you now know you're you're seeing all the footage, and we're doing a and and yeah, he says it was certified. It was totally crap. We're doing a special program, and I want to show you Bitch McConnell's Mitch the Bitch footage here. But I want you to hear how disgusting this is. Well, let me give you my view of what happened January the sixth, and we're all we're here. We're here. We, we we saw what happened. It was a violent insurrection for the purpose of trying to prevent the peaceful transfer of power after a legitimately certified election from one administration to the next. That's what it was. You know that's a lie. I know that's a lie. And so let's look at, first let's look at 2,000 mules. 2,000 mules exposed that the drop boxes are a very serious part of the problem. But remember, the box drop bo uh, drop boxes don't work unless you have mail-in ballots. You understand that, right? You have to have mail-in ballots in order for the drop boxes to, to work. And of course, the GOP is pushing right now for uh, bank your vote, which means there's going to be mail-in ballots. Now, the press came out of out of it in a huge way. And any time a documentary airs, we learn. We learn things, right? We learn like we we've learned in this process why the lawsuits have not worked in this process, right? Is everybody saying fraud? Mr. Hater, are you talking to me on Rumble? Every, I'm kidding. Everybody says fraud, but they don't understand when you say fraud, right? Um, they're bumping it up to Merrick Garland, right? Etc. Oh, hey. Hang on one second. I love, I love trolls. Hold on one second. 
we we got a troll, and I'm gonna give uh, with all trolls, you know, their their mamas didn't give them attention, and I I want to give every troll uh, the attention their parents didn't give them, and so I would love the troll to to join me. I put a link for you there. Um, let's see, what's your name? Trump raped Carol. When you cite two thousand moves, you know you're full of shit. Uh, come on in, right? Come on in, uh, right? <laughs> It's very funny uh, when this stuff happens. Anyway, <laughs> you can you can set your watch by it. Anyway, you got to understand how these things connect. So you got to have mail-in ballots to be able to do the the drop. Now, what are mules carrying? Mules are carrying the excess mail-in ballots that were overprinted. They go to these little NGOs, right, etc. They take them out of the envelope because you got to have excess. They vote them, right? They got to have uh, excess. Uh, you're going to have to turn on your microphone and camera, Trump, the wannabe. Uh, I don't know that I've got you. Hang on, hang on. Trump wannabe screen. You there? Yep, I'm here. Uh, why are you hiding your face and your name? My camera doesn't work. Ah, why doesn't it work? I'm sorry? Why doesn't it work? Because it doesn't. You know, it's interesting that you throw that pattern there that, uh, you know, you can clean that stuff off your camera lens with just a good cleaner, right? And it, you can see with your camera. Anyway, hey, um... So tell me why uh, 2,000 mules is trash, poo, et cetera, et cetera. Trump, the wannabe autocrat. I'll give you the floor. Go. Uh, everything I have seen or heard uh, in the media, which I know all the media is fake. It's, it's all mainstream media. It's not true. I don't know. I was going to ask you, what media do you watch? You said the media. I didn't think that. I was just going to ask, what media do you watch? Uh, what I would deem to be mainstream media. What media do you watch? I do spend time watching some Newsmax and OAN because those okay. are like the best comedy stations ever. Yeah, what, 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 I'm um, asked very simply, it's just a two-way exchange. What media that you consider mainstream media do you watch? Uh, CNN, MSNBC, the networks. Okay. What part of the country are you in? East Coast. I'm in uh, a very, yeah. I'm in a very red area of a blue state. Okay, no problem. You're lonely. Am <laughs> I? Lo uh, We're lonely, lonely. Meaning you just said you're in a very red area in a blue state. Are you lonely? You don't like Trump. I'm wondering. Are you lonely? Is it tough? Uh, no. I'm a Republican. Okay. Okay. See okay. why? Why whenever? Why is it whenever someone doesn't like Trump? You then think, oh, it's a libtard. It's a well. Here, no, I didn't think that because, see, if I thought you were a libtard, you know what I would say, and I, and I don't have the benefit of having your name. I would say you're a libtard, but I didn't say that. Here's what I did. I used basic deduction. Here's what you said. You said I'm in a very red state, right? No, I'm in a very blue state. Blue state in a red in a red area. So I immediately assumed, yes, yeah. Did, did I think you were a libtard? Did I call you that? No. Do me a favor. I'm very clear. And I have the ability that if I want to call you something, I'll call you something. Anyway, go ahead. So we know we, we now have established the news and you're on the 
uh, East Coast, and you're a Republican. Won't put your name up. Don't show your face. Totally fine. Your camera's broke. Go. So why is Trump the wannabe autocrat? I, I Do you have a few hours for me to punch? No, I got a few minutes, that? and I'm trying to give you my platform and let people hear you. I'm, I'm trying to let sure. people hear. Um, the Republican Party that I knew is gone. Amen. It's now, it's now the Trump Party. No, I, I, I don't believe that part. No, I, believe a, been, I believe there's been a split. But I do agree with you. The Republican Party is is trash. Go ahead. It's a cult of personality. You have to show you're loyal to Trump. If you don't, you're toast. If you do, then that's okay. Okay. So you're saying, hang on, hold on, hold on. Not too fast. I want to. I want people to learn from this. So your belief, I, I, the Republican Party died for me November 2020. You're saying that if you don't accept Trump, you're out. Well, ask Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger. Ask them what? Before January 6th, can you name me one non-conservative thing that Adam Kinzinger or Liz Cheney ever did? Uh, Yeah, if you match their vote record of how they were voting uh, with the liberal Senates and or Houses prior to that, yeah, they're notorious for voting left. Um, That was one of the big beefs about them. But go ahead. Really, that's that's what well, depends how you define. See, generally, if people voted with Trump 96 percent of the time, I kind of deem that to be voting with Trump. Like, yeah, um, I don't you, I, I don't I don't. My world's not broken down by voting with Trump or anything like that. My votes, my my world's broken down by voting conservative constitutional values and by voting with the left so we, have therefore, horrible, we have horrible snakes on on the right so you're right. saying that trump doesn't uh vote conservatively he's not a conservative uh value guy oh i think he's a, an incredible conservative value guy absolutely well that makes no sense because i just told you that kinzinger and Kinsinger's Cheney, not a conservative and neither and neither you, is Cheney. Cheney. Let me, look look let me kinzinger and cheney voted with trump 96 percent of the time i don't agree with that but go ahead okay so so go if you look don't it, go look no, it no, up no, I, well, I don't have two hours like you said i'm just going to move it on i'm going to agree well, with but you I put out, if i put out statistics that you don't like don't tell me i'm wrong go no look that i up. said i no. did i tell you you're you have a listening problem here's what i did you're i didn't say you're wrong i said i don't agree that number, I don't agree with that number. That means I personally, me, don't agree. The second part of it is we don't have to go tit for tat on that. Now, let's jump forward. You you said the, the Republican Party's now gone Trump, 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 Trump. And you want to talk Trump, 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 Trump. Okay, I'm moving on. Keep on telling me why. Do you want to talk about how the GOP's bad? Do you want to talk about how Trump's bad? Do you want to talk about Trump, the wannabe autocrat? What do you want to just let's just have some examples. I'm only trying to. Sure, I'll give you plenty of examples. Let's okay, talk. Let's do, let's do three, and then we'll wrap it up. Let's let's talk wannabe autocrat. Trump, you could make a laundry list of the things that Trump has said that would lead anyone to believe. Whether it's talking glowingly about Putin, whether it's exchanging love letters with Kim Jong Un whether it's saying how tough and strong Viktor Orban is. Is this one thing or is this your three things or your one thing? This is, I'm building the case for why oh, okay. he's a wannabe okay. Okay. I understand, I understand. 
The, do you have the love letters for Kim Jong-un? I've been seeing those. Don't tell me that Trump said, Kim Jong-un, I want to pee on you and grab your pussy. Was it that kind of stuff? No, he, Trump talked about, I'm not making this, you think I'm making this shit up? Go Google. No, no, I, no go, I'm, make, I'm, make, I'm making what's called a joke. So go That's Google. Go joke. Google. You said a love letter, right? What? And so I took your words. Yeah, but and Trump, no, 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 so go Google Trump love letters and see what comes up. Google? Let's see. Trump love letters. Trump love letters. Images of Trump love letters. Uh, there's a mental health warning on Donald Trump. There's the Guardian, the Guardian saying Trump papers, including uh, love letters retrieved from Mar-a-Lago. That comes from the UK Guardian. Guardian. Uh, yes, that's Trump referred multiple times to his exchange of letters with horrible dictator Kim Jong-un, as yep. we exchanged, we fell in love. We exchanged love letters. You okay. think I'm making these words up? No, no, no. I'm, look, I'm looking at them right here. I'm looking at what the Guardian said. And the Guardian said, on September 18th, Trump told a rally in West Virginia, we fell in love. No, really, he wrote me beautiful letters. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you think Kim Jong-un is a good person? Uh, well, you, you missed what I said. Let me ask you a question. Sure. And so is Kim Jong-un a threat? Is he a threat? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We agree on that. Was Kim Jong-un at that time firing all kinds of weapons uh, over? Oh, I know. And then, and then Trump met with him and he hasn't been. But he's still. Please, please, please do me a favor. Don't assume you know where I'm going and don't fill in. <laughs> right. I'm a grown man. I'm treating you like a grown man. Treat me like a grown man. And so Kim Jong-un was firing all of these uh, weapons and, and showing his stuff. And so President Trump had a choice. Now, the choice he made, right, is the following. Rocket man uh, needs attention. Nobody pays attention to rocket man. Um, he's isolated. He's just trying to show strength, but he's really kind of a, a child at heart. And so President Trump, I think, from a negotiation standpoint, said, you know what? I'll deal with this guy differently than everybody else dealt with him. And the immediate result was all of the rocket man rocket tossing stopped. Now, I think that was the goal. Now, frankly, I just want to let you know, if I was president and it mean I had to drop to my knees and blow Kim Jong-un to make sure my country was safe, I'd take one for the country. But see, you want to mince words and say that's a reflection of the man's bad. I think that's a reflection of you do what it takes to get that fucking wacko to calm down, which I think is what he did. Uh, I disagree. No problem. The, what's the next one? Let's I, go on to the second one. Well, wait, no, I, on, on, the sur on the surface, he, he appeased Kim Jong-un. But Kim, but North no, Korea. He didn't, he didn't appease. No, there was no appeasement. He gave them no considerations. He did not lift any of the sanctions. We don't. He did, he did not send money to them. We don't basically. run our. We don't. We don't basically, run our military. Basically, what he did was he agreed to do what others wouldn't do, and that's meet with them. That's not appeasement. That's facing your enemy eyeball to eyeball, which I think is the best way to do it. I, I agree. I have no okay. problem with him meeting with Kim Jong-un. Can we go to the second one? I just want to try to get you, and I really got I, I don't want to chew up all the time. Can we just go to the second one? Thank you. 
the, the second what? Right, if you want to talk appeasement with bad guys, let's talk Zelensky. I said I'll give you three points. That was one. Love letters. You hate Trump. All right. You want to talk? You want to talk Ukraine and and, and uh, Zelensky real quick? You, if that's your second one, we can talk real quick. Cool. Go. Right, well, I'll, I'll touch upon that. Thank you. People that believe we should not be involved with Ukraine, right? Because we're the we can't be the policemen of the world, right? We can't solve everything, right? I don't agree with that, that but I see... No, hold on, hold on. I need to know what you don't agree with. You don't agree that we can't solve everything, or you don't agree with appeasement? What was it? I I don't agree with that we should not be involved in Ukraine. Okay, you, you think we should be involved in Ukraine. Okay, I got it. Go ahead. Yep. But if someone makes a case to me that, well, we, I, I, they're more of an isolation, okay? Right. We can't we can't be everywhere all the time. Right. It's not our problem. It's not our issue. Right. I don't agree with that thought, but I see the logic behind it. Okay. But when so I listen, so in short, when I listen, the money we sent to Ukraine. But when I when I listen to the nuts on the right saying thought, things, things, saying right. things like I thought you were a Republican, isn't that the right? I I'm a Republican, but not I'm not far-right nut jobs like that are running the show now okay who's the far-right nut jobs running the show now mike johnson marjorie right nut job huh he's a far-right nut job uh he's not far right i i'm asking you the question i'm trying to understand i, I want yeah, to understand yeah, why you yeah, classify far, him as a far-right nut job is he one the of these right is, is he one of these uh, nut jobs that says he's a Christian and believes in God and that makes him a nut job? What are you ju judging it on? Uh, he goes a little bit further than that, don't you think? I don't know. I don't know which one you're referring to. Do you watch the news? No. <laughs> Mike Johnson believes in fundamentalist, fundamentalist Christianity. Mike Johnson believes dinosaurs were on Noah's Ark. Mike Johnson believes that Gays should go to conversion therapy. He believes in some pretty despicable, hardcore stuff. Okay, I don't agree it's, that dinosaurs were on Noah's Ark. Uh, well, Mike, Mike Johnson would make Mike Johnson would make that see, argument. I'm not Mike Johnson. We're not friends. I have no attachment to him, and frankly, I don't give a rat's ass who he is. But you're asking. But you're asking me why I think Mike Johnson you're, you're is right. right. And, then I'm, and then I'm giving. And I, you said why nut job, and I'm then I'm telling you. So I just told you why Mike Johnson. No, no, no. Is a nut and job. I'm telling you my opinion on it. I don't believe that dinosaurs were on Noah's Ark. But I didn't and, ask for your and, opinion. I don't care. No. Well, here, you, let me show you something. Can you see my screen? Yes, I can. Whose name is that? See, you don't get to ask me my opinion. Do you know why? Because you're a guest on my program, and so my program is all about well, my opinion. I'd be hard pressed they, to call this they, a program. They, they, okay, but what do you want to call it? We'll do that as your third one. What is this? You watch it. What is it? Some some dipshit on Rumble talking to a uh, hundred people. Okay, and so I'm a dipshit on Rumble talking to a uh, uh, hundred people. All the platforms, thousands, by the way. But that's okay. And so, why do you watch programming of dipshits? Why? Because it's fun to hear the the nonsense you guys spew out. Okay, so you're here for entertainment value. Pretty much. Okay. But we're jumping all over the map. No, 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 no. It's my program. It's my program. Okay. It's my program. My program. Well, I should and, respect the person that uh, invented the uh, 
what's that cat thing you invented? The scan cat, cat scan? No, not cat scan. Oh, you mean where your phone can uh, scan a code and it loads on your phone? You mean that CRQ? The, the thing, the thing where uh, when I read about you, you get mercilessly mocked as like this total charlatan. Oh, you mean that? You mean the free device I gave away to millions of people? Free device? What, so let, let's talk about it. You have a mobile phone? Uh, yes, I do. Have you ever scanned any barcode or a Q code or any codes with your phone and pulled up information? Sure. Thank you. That's me. Those are my patents. I'm on every mobile device in the world. Now, yes, granted, the left as a way to try to despair. Can I pull me. up your Wikipedia page? <laughs> I have it. I know it like the back of my hand. Wicked and and so. But I know it's all fake. Don't don't talk over me. Don't talk over me. CNN is your bag. MSNBC is your bag, and other stuff. That's fine. Wikipedia is your bad. That's fine. That's totally fine. But Wikipedia number one doesn't define who I am, and there's very little truth in Wikipedia. And I'll give you an example. That Wikipedia says, supposedly, I have filed some patents. I have patents in all 190 countries. Uh, I've won some of the top awards globally regarding my patents and everything else. Yes, they talk about a simple device I gave away. I gave away called QCAT because computers didn't have eyes when I first taught it to read the codes. But see, your cell phone didn't have the camera yet. We, we knew it was coming, and we we're trying to integrate uh, with the optical mouse, which most people use. Uh, but uh, that's that's okay. Hey, tell me about your life. What do you do in life? Now this is about me? No, it's not about you. I'm trying to establish common ground. I'm asking, what do you do in life? I'm self-employed. And what do you do as a self-employed person? Uh, I'd rather not dox myself, which How I think How would you is... dox yourself? Are, the, are, the, are the, you the only, like, rhino proctologist in the world? I, I doubt you could say what, you're, what you do would dox can you I, unless you're the only one in the world. Come on. Can I get a friggin' word in? Yeah. No, 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 I'm you not... haven't. You haven't talked at all. You haven't talked at all. You're right. You have not got any words in. That's, the, why, my... I know, that's why I know you're on the East Coast. You're uh, in a blue state and a little red dot that you still call yourself a, con uh, a conservative. You do believe that Cheney uh, and Gingzinger are great, that you think that Donald J. Trump wrote love letters to Kim Jong-un. Uh, you have all this. Should I keep on about how much I haven't let you speak? I, I don't even know where to look. The That's chances right. That's matter. The chances of getting doxxed on your show are slim to none, but I'd rather not take that chance. Okay, great. I'm just trying to find out. Let me give but you an I'll, example. I'm no, I'll to... tell you what. You want to know what I do? I'm self-employed. I've been self-employed for over 20 years. I own a youth sports business. Oh, great. 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 Um, awesome. Awesome. Youth sports. Wonderful. So you work with kids. Are you, are you a dad? Yes. Wonderful. How many kiddos you got? Two. Did you grow up on the East Coast and did you or did you grow up uh, West Coast, South, whatever? East Coast. I'll even on tell you. New New Jersey. Okay, great. What exit? I'm sorry? What exit? Everybody in New Jersey says what yeah, exit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, not... no big deal. No big deal. I used to live in Manhattan too. How old are I your have... kiddos? I'm sorry? How old are your kiddos? 
22 and 25. Beautiful, beautiful. Interesting time in their lives. It's kind of when they're out practicing on their own. Are you and your wife still married? Yeah. Wonderful. How long have you been married? Mm, 26 years. Congratulations. That's an, anom- that's an, that's an anomaly in this world. And so I, I uh, congratulate you on that. And so you said you've been uh, self-employed for, what'd you say, 21 years of these 26 years? 20. 20. Fantastic. You know, that's that's a hell of an accomplishment for anybody to stay uh, self-employed that long. Kudos to you for not being part of, of the system. Did, what does your wife consider herself? Does she consider herself still a Republican, but Trump's an, an idiot? Uh, we tend to agree politically, yes. Okay, great, great. How about your kiddos? What do they call themselves? Uh, they both tend to lean uh, much further left than I would. Okay, do you do you come from a conservative family or do you come from a liberal family? Conservative. Have, uh, and and so where was, was your divergence on uh, what being conservative means that you uh, think that what we have now are right-wing nutjobs? I, 90% of the time I voted Republican until Trump came around. Okay. So, uh, you, so you voted for Biden and Hillary? No, I voted for Gary Johnson and then Biden. Gary Johnson. I'm, I, I wish I knew that. So he was the uh, libertarian. Okay. Okay. So you're more a libertarian than anything else? And I could care less about the next election, who becomes president. Right. What's important about the next election is that Trump does not become president. Is that the most important thing we're facing as a country? Absolutely. Wonderful. How do you think the country is doing right now? Um, so-so. Could be better, but it's not as bad as Fox News and the conservatives would make it out to be. I don't watch Fox News. haven't watched it since 2020. So I, I, OAN I, or whatever. The right, right I don't watch thing. OAN. I don't watch Newsmax. I actually don't watch. So anybody. how do you get I read? I, you, no, I read and do my own research. I read and do my own research. And then I decide my topic. And then that's what I cover. I pull none of my content from what other broadcasts technically are saying. And I look around and I try to do both sides. You obviously didn't watch my program this morning where I was showing Hamas or whatever. What do you think about the Hamas and Israel conflict? Uh, it's horrible having lived in Israel for six months, having family there. Ah, um, you so you're guess, Jewish. Uh, yes, absolutely. So, so, so am I. You would know that about me. So I wasn't insulting you. So am I. Uh, so where do you fall down on it? Um, what happened October 7th is beyond the pale it, it's just um israel has to do what they have to do right but but i think netanyahu needs to realize this just this isn't just a military war it's also a public relations war absolutely and, and he is not doing a good job pr wise the israelis need i know it sounds ridiculous but they need to wear kid gloves when decimating Hamas. So let me ask you a question. How do you think that for the first time in the history of Israel, that number one, all of that equipment got in through Damascus, which would have normally been flagged. We've never had uh, attacks uh, by uh, ultralights, but it did. They got a ton of them and they breached every checkpoint, etc. How do you think that was managed to happen all at once? 
Um, I do not believe in conspiracy theories. I didn't ask I you that. Do, I just want to know how do you think it happened? I think if you had told me October 6th, what was going to happen on October 7th, I'd say there's no way in hell that's not even a possibility. I agree. Could, could some random Hamas members get across the border and kill a few people? Yeah, of course. Of course. Those, it happens those, every things, day. those things would happen you know, all the time, unfortunately. Right. Right. Um, to do what they did at that scale, I would have said that that's a science fiction movie. That, that, how could that get pulled off? Me too. I, I, I cannot believe it. So what do you think happened? Um, I think it's a combination of things. Um, I think Netanyahu is a huge problem. I have relatives in Israel who are leaving Israel. Right. Um, they're young families. They feel they don't have a few. And this is before October 7th. Right. They feel that uh, Netanyahu has gone so far right. And he's in, he's such in bed with the with the ultra orthodox and Hasidic and the uh, you know the the, the very very hot, hardcore Zionists. Look, most secular most secular Israelis, if if they knew they could have security and peace, they'd give up the West Bank and Gaza. Well, they already gave up Gaza. They would give up the West Bank in a heartbeat. But, okay. But, but they can't. But there's no way to secure, secu have security, and guarantee peace. Okay. Well, listen. Where, I don't have. I don't have a, thank you for that. I don't have a. I, I think we agree on a lot more things than we probably disagree on. I want to. I want to say thank you to you for joining in on my comedy hour. I appreciate you watching my comedy hour. Um, but we have a lot more in common than we have different. I understand you don't like Trump, um, but he's not how I uh, judge my life or any, uh, any bit of that. And God bless you for being an entrepreneur for 20 years. God bless you for having the uh, ability to come on and doing that. And God bless you for being married. I think you said for 26 years, thank you for joining me. So folks, we can learn from everybody. It's the truth. Now I'm going to go back. I want to give trolls when they do that. I want to give them a an opportunity to express themselves. Anyway, here's where I was. And what he called me out on is he called me out on 2,000 mules. If you're 2,000 mules, you're this and this. Okay. My point about 2,000 mules was we all saw the crimes, but you have to understand how they work together. But here's the question. Did 2,000 mules move the legal needle? No, it really didn't. But we learned a lot from the broadcast of 2,000 Mules. We learned a lot. We learned that people should watch Dropboxes, et cetera. So 2,000 Mules was the most effective documentary to date, right, to date, uh, if you want to call it conservative, that actually gave people a plan of action. Watch the Dropboxes. Make sure that we have cameras on them, et cetera. There's a reason I'm going with this. Now, the, the next part of it, I showed you selection code. And that every, all of us thought it was going to be uh, Laura Logan, right? And, and yes, 2,000 Mules outed the judges. And I'm going to get to New Hampshire. That's what I did. I just, again, he called me out on 2,000 Mules. I'll let him say his time. Here we go. It was interesting. I hope you got something from it. Anyway, um. 
selection code talked about the machines and the machine swapping votes and talked about here's this data, here's this data, here's this data, which is all public data, not actual data from the machines. So in my mind, selection code fueled even more lawsuits by the voting machine companies. Of course, they're going to threaten it all down. But did selection code move the needle? No, it didn't move the needle in, in any way that we could, could kind of measure where 2,000 mules kind of showed us that judges were bad. And yes, selection code played its role in stuff. And it focused on the character of Tina Peters, which is very good. What a great American hero she is. She's been persecuted. It's absolutely horrible what's happened to Tina. You've seen her on my program. The next, we got a, another documentary that's coming out. And there's a reason I'm going through this. We had another documentary that's, that's coming out. Um, this one, this is the long version. Uh, the clip in this long nine minute version, which I'm not going to play for you. This documentary is built around a person. And then it's a lot of clips of what everybody else has said. The following presentation, the following presentation, presentation has, has been, been rated. P. I want to point something out when I, when I show you this. Okay. When you see that green screen, I'm going to talk about it in a minute, but pay attention to the first green screen going open because it's going to be part of what I'm discussing here. Here we go. The following presentation, the following presentation has been rated P for propaganda. Welcome to your safe and secure voting center. Meet Chad. Hi, I'm Chad. He's eager to participate in his civic duty, and I am really looking forward to voting today. Chad is voting in the most secure, state-of-the-art, democratic, digital voting system ever. Wow, I feel like I just voted in the most safe and secure election ever. I have a recurring dream about a theater and a movie that keeps the people asleep. A feed. I'm awake, they're not. The 2020 election was the most secure in U.S. history. So that's another one that's coming out. And the central character in this, you know him as Professor Clements. He's, he's awake. Nobody else is. And he presents himself uh, in a Moses-like thing of let my people go. These are his people, and he wants them let go. Now, why am I showing you this? I'm going to go back to... New Hampshire. So we decided to work with New Hampshire to do a documentary. And New Hampshire has compelling stuff. And basically, we said we will go out and we will bring in very good people to, to work on this documentary because we, we knew they didn't really have a budget. And the average budget for the documentary is about 135000 to about 150000 uh, to get a real feature documentary done properly. And so uh, we made a deal with New Hampshire that if they came up with 30000 
that we would, meaning my team, partners, et cetera, we would fund the rest. It's about a $135,000, $150,000 production. By the way, the deep rig was a million north. Uh, a lot of these are usually a, a million north when you do it right. But we agreed with the state of New Hampshire that we would, uh, they come up with 30, which is primarily for the licensing stuff. They come up with 30. We'll take care of the rest. And we will produce a feature length program on New Hampshire. Part of this is we, we love the story of the fact that, you know, we're live, uh, that the state of New Hampshire is live free and die, right? And it's very heavily tied to the founding of our country and pilgrims. At, and this is Thanksgiving thing, right? And we, part of what we do is we go out and get a lot of this famous stuff and we use a technique to recreate these scenes, right? And so part of what you do in a, in a, in a good documentary, a documentary must tell a story. Uh, and although we're doing the documentary, I'm, I'm not in it. I'll do narration stuff, but it's not about me. It's about the state of New Hampshire. So we've been working on it for a very long time. Um, and what we agreed is we'd go out and we would get various people, you know, because there's a lot of people in Hollywood that are conservatives, but they have to hide. And many of y'all may know that we have a production company and uh, all this stuff, right? And so we agreed, okay, you come up with 30, we'll take care of the rest and, and we'll get this thing done. And yes, we're 100% live, Andy. And so uh, part of when you do a uh, thing that's going to be historically correct, because we got to tell the story. I think there's a brilliant story. I, I have total control of the of the creative. And so I decided to tell this story, and I don't want to let a lot of it out, but I'm kind of forced to, and you'll see why in a minute. I don't want to let a, a lot of this out um, because you got to remember, the, and, and it's apropos for Thanksgiving, right? Uh, Facebook is totally shut down for me, by the way, for until the beginning of the year. I talked about uh, guys have penises, women have vaginas, put an expert on, and boom, that's it. And anyway, and so our founding of, of our country, and here we are talking about Thanksgiving, is intimately tied to where you get the term live free or die. And what were those people escaping from? What were they escaping from coming across the ocean? Right? They were escaping the same things we're fighting right now. So we decided in our documentary, we're going to tell that story about we've come full circle. We've come full circle. We are now facing tyranny once again. Uh, so part of when you do a There's more to the story than the story we all know. They were a very small group of very extreme people. They weren't the people that you would expect to be founding a new colony. There's a sense that they came to America in search of religious freedom. They didn't. The Pilgrims on American Experience. So part of when you do a documentary, there is a lot of footwork you have to do in licensing, music, etc. And so we've had the, the ability to watch all of these documentaries, Stand in the Gap, 
2,000 mules, uh, all this other stuff. We've watched them all, and we've, we've found, we, we kind of look at the, at the way they don't necessarily move the ball for the things we do. And so we've decided in this documentary to tell the story in a different way in a very engaging way so people will understand the reality of what we're going for. You don't need to see a chart, right? You don't need uh, all that other stuff. You need to understand where we are in this amount of time, right? And so it's been a very hard process. And if you know this, uh, as we got many, many, many people involved uh, to do this documentary, one of them, my son, in my production company, that was the time that Georgia... And Fannie Willis investigation started threatening my family and they reached out and called everybody, including my son and made threats towards my son. So what it did is it actually freaked out, (laughs) right? Freaked out my son and my own son basically said, dad, I can't do this. I can't do this. My other son, who is doing some of the graphics work because he's an artist, said, I'll do it, but I I don't want to put it out in my name because our younger generation is worrying about clapback. And so we kind of had to rethink our process and find other people for other things as a lot of stuff goes on in Hollywood because we've got various Hollywood people involved. But again, the relationship was we'll take care of the whole thing. We think we can really make something out of this story that's meaningful. And, you know, even though it'll be about 135 grand, 150 grand, we'll take care of it. You put in 30, that's going to be primary for license and stuff. And we'll get this thing done. And I have fought, I have fought to not have it be editing of handicam footage. Now, remember when I told you about, uh, I just showed you, remember that green screen set my people free? Somebody who's not in the business won't realize that that green screen, that exact format is trademarked, is licensed. And when that movie hits, Hollywood is going to have a way to shut it down, especially when you don't get your music rights right with, uh, you know, your cuts or whatever. And if, and if they don't want you using things, and we deal with clearances all the time. So that was the deal. We do it. Now, here's what here's why I'm telling you this, because we've had to change directions uh, over the last year and a half since the various footage was ready. We've had to change directions because we're able to learn where other documentaries miss the mark. And I think you can agree. We have to do things that are meaningful, that we can move the needle. And so I'm one, you will not hear me talk about the machines. And I tell you, it's just like a gun. A gun doesn't shoot you, a person shoots you with a gun. And so I stay away from the things that make the cases fail that we've learned. And so all this last you know year and a half plus we've been working on, we always kind of try to flex what's going on so we can tell the right story because we have come full circle. Okay. Now that's where we are. 
we're working hard on it to do it right. We have to kind of flex all the time to do it. But I want, I want to show you a definition. May I? Here's the definition. The definition is the word grift. You've heard that. But a grift, calling, uh, calling somebody a grift, right, or saying they grift, is to say they've engaged in a crime. I've always told you that words matter. Right? Words matter. Now, when you accuse somebody of a crime, by law, when you go on media and accuse somebody of a crime, an actual crime, you have to have proof of the crime. It's kind of part of why the court cases, when they keep on saying fraud in the machines, they get kicked out because you are accusing them of a crime that you can't prove the way you're trying to prove it. Therefore, it has ramifications. And that's why a lot of these people that have got sued. They're losing their cases because they don't understand how it works when you get with media. Of course, I've been in the media almost all my life. But I want you to pay attention to this word, the word grift. And it is literally the accusation of a crime. Now, you can say this of a politician. You can say all you want about politicians and public people. However, when it has to do with a contract, remember, the voting machines are a contract. It crosses the line and therefore creates liability, basically in defamation and liability, right? Defamation and liability. Okay. And yes, there has been a, a lot of it gone on. I can tell you, you no know, money was raised, supposedly went to the Arizona audit. It did not. It went to a lawmaker's pocket. But I want to show you something that I am now dealing with. Um, and why I'm even talking about this subject. Uh, put in my screen that you're able to hear this when I start. Uh, I want to make sure you can hear this when it goes. You'll just kind of say it in in chat. But this is uh, an appearance today that Dr. Frank did. And I want to make sure you can hear it. Coach? Yes, this is Kelly Johnson. Okay, are you able to are you able to hear that? Were you able to hear uh, words on the screen? Were you able to hear people talking? Just somebody drop it in chat and let me know yes or no. Hey Kelly. Okay, let's get Kelly Johnson. Hang on. Okay, great. I'm going to go forward here to should be right about here, and I want you to listen to this around the country there are all these people who are promising to help you fix problems and they take your money and they don't deliver and that's just one example yeah i know all about jovan i know i know you've got to go on but to deliver a video new hampshire the second thing i want to say is marilyn todd because of her stance on work on the election she was persecuted by local law enforcement so she and her family moved they left the state. They had to go to, they went to Florida. Third thing I'd like to say about New Hampshire is you guys were grifted. You were grifted out the wazoo. Jovan Pulitzer came in and took all that beautiful evidence you have and promised to deliver a video, a documentary, and he never delivered. He took your money in advance. So you guys, that's another problem we could get into around the country. There are all these people who are promising to help you fix problems and they take your money and they don't deliver. And that's just one example. 
Yeah, I know all about Jovan. I know, I know you've got to go on, but I know all about Jovan. I know Marilyn very, very well. Yes. Yeah, it's really sad. Uh, a lot of money that was raised, and um, and I know, and I, mean, I helped you raise that money, which is why I take that personally. And guess what? We're dealing with it. Watch the watch the next couple of weeks. What's about to happen? Okay. We're about to expose him nationally. Thank you, Kelly. So, Doc, look, I got a lot of people want to get in there, but how okay. So the reason I kind of even show you this is um, he, he's doing an interview with somebody called Dave, the coach, Dave, coach, Dave, live coach, Dave, live. Um, what I take issue with is he's trying to conflate money that was raised in New Hampshire. And I, they, I've been told they raised hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to do stuff. You now know, um, literally, that uh, the deal to, to do, right, to do a uh, documentary uh, was we would uh, basically bear the brunt of all of it. And uh, we knew they really didn't have funds for it, but hey, this is probably a good way to do it. We'll help you. We'll draft people in and uh, you'll throw $30,000 into the mix. Granted, this has been a long process, but when you're getting people to, to do it, especially people that are uh, closeted conservatives in Hollywood, and there are many, and we, we have so many different parts to do this right. And it's not about editing handy cam footage, right? You, you just don't do that. And you don't just grab footage and think you're going to have some sort of release or premiere and not do your licensing and, and clearing. And so now he's evidently going to do this. And as he said, in a, in a couple of weeks, as he said, he's going to out it on national program. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that happens. It might pay for the rest of the documentary. It will. Um, but, licensing in this business is a very big deal and to tell this story right. And so I'm sharing that with you that even though uh, Dr. Frank calls it a grift as it gets underwritten by Mike Lindell, that I will never do anything half-ass. And the, the story in New Hampshire is a very important story to tell. It's been a bear. But you don't just not understand what the business is and production and do it half-assed. You just don't do that. So I'm not going to take some handy cam footage and throw together a cast of characters, and we're going to stand in the gap, watch our documentary. I actually come out of the business. I'm not going to do that. And so now I'm struggling with um, this. Now, I want to I share something with you because this is what concerns me. <laughs> I now know and have confirmed that it is that statement there that has been going around. It's that statement there coming from that camp that was shared. It's totally wrong. We've worked with Marilyn and yes, we've had dates or whatever and, and misdates and had to adjust all in total agreement. We have full control folks. But we have now been able to confirm two of the votes in Arizona to bring the Arizona 
evidence forward where you should have seen me testifying. It came down to that rumor. That rumor right there is what came down to not having me present the evidence in Arizona. And so that, that vicious rumor told that way cost not only the nation, but the people of Arizona in a very big way. Now I have to tell you, I'm, this is a chance you take anytime you're a personality or well-known. If I could go back in time and never have done it, I would have never done agreed to help out. But I, I love Marilyn to death. She's an, an incredible fighter. She's been totally abused over this. And I made the decision to try to help them out. And we would really work to make this be something really good. And it is not. And you cannot. What we cannot do and cannot do for the people of Maryland is just put out this lump together, or uh, New Hampshire, put out this lump together footage of a handicam and, and, and it's a video and it's out. And so the rumor has now metastasized that it's a grift. Uh, you just heard him say it. And now the person on, on uh, now I know, um, as we dive in it to it deeper, because I was really working hard with kind of uh, people in Arizona and Liz, what the hell happened in Arizona? And just so you know, it came down to two lawmakers that had a say that this rumor that you just heard him say and share has been going on wild behind the scenes. And it is what absolutely put a nail in a coffin on the vote because of that being characterized the way it was. It's very sad, but it, cost us all. We originally felt the the documentary could do uh, be quick, but then it took many, many, many months to log the footage. Um, we've been scrambling to get a uh, November release now. Now we're past the November re release, but you can't control people coming in and out, especially when we're funding the majority of it, right? Um, period. And yes, the, the money in Arizona, I mean, New Hampshire was raised to do the type of audit that we did in Arizona, but of course they got the money and then they ended up going and doing it a whole different way. Uh, that was it. So it, it, it's kind of been a fight, but this is kind of a deliberate deception of When you just conflate it and say, we raised all this money in New Hampshire and this took it. I, I kind of told you this before pieces of it. It's just kind of thing, right? Uh, Little Dove on Rumble says, we raised money for New Hampshire's audit. They ended up with three stooges instead of you. One did zero set in the corner. One was there and then left and then came back after Harry Hursty whip. I... Uh, we won't we won't cut corners on doing it and, and delivering it, which is still in process. But you can't have the great people of New Hampshire. You know, at one point people are saying, well, look, we'll just do it. I got a guy who's taught himself editing and he'll just edit it together and we'll put it out. 
I don't know if you can understand the fallacy of that comment. We got a guy who bought a computer, who taught himself video editing. We'll just edit it up and we'll put it out that way. This is about moving the needle and doing it right. And, and yes, I stand fully. I made the decision that once we saw what happened with these other documentaries and how many sloppy pieces were being thrown away, thrown, thrown out there after 2000 mules and people calling them documentaries that we better do something really phenomenal and great. It broke my heart to have my own son say, dad, I can't do it. I won't, I won't do it. I'm, I'm terrified. My, my son's terrified if, if he did it and, and, and two sons and even had credits and stuff with it, that the left's going to come out of, uh, come out at him, ruin his career. And it, and it, it very could. I'm, I'm immune to that. Everybody else is working incognito to, to do the things, to put it together you know, the, the mats and the, all of the different things. Cause we take those, we take these things and we're, we're turning them into live footage pieces uh, through a particular technique to do it. But we're telling three stories at a time. It's not just one story. It's three story. You got to weave the story in and out because the story has gone past, Hey, this was a machine that was opened in New Hampshire. Look at this evidence. It's, it's not that we have to stop talking that crap. We have to stop talking that crap right um we have to do things that move the needle i personally believe we are to live free or die that is where we are i've discussed this with with marilyn many many times i did have a discussion with marilyn and many people when they were talking about hey can we get a timeline or whatever and i said i want you to understand what you're walking into if you're walking into scripting and editing stuff you know you can kind of have a you can kind of have a you're going to be careful if you're going to you're going to jump in on this and so i don't know where this will head uh i it is uh wrong to say it's a grift but you heard it <laughs> we shall see it'll probably be an attack i i'm sure i suffered telling you that the wmd won't work right um i'm sure that there's probably a little retribution going to be extracted for that right <laughs> But I will, maybe it's like Patrick said, I boil the ocean. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. I do, I do regret uh, committing all of our stuff to it um, because it's such a big thing to do. And we said, look, you, you throw in 30 um, here, we'll, we'll do it because it will take care of licensing and all this other stuff. And so that's going to be it. It's probably going to be used as a smear against me and my team. Uh, it seems like this is what it's come down to, et cetera, but it's, but it's horrible. But I can tell you as far as the story goes, right? Fan freaking tastic. You got to understand life and history is repeating itself. Here we are on Thanksgiving Eve. We are back to the same place. We are back to the same place. And what people need to show, well, like when you look in New Hampshire and all the machines got different results, that's great, but you got to understand how it affects you. We already know the machines are bad. We already know the systems are bad. We already have been presented evidence. But what people have to understand 
is what's at stake. And what's at stake is we have come full circle of live free and die. Right? We're back to it again. Live free and die. And so people have to start connecting all of these moves with what's really at stake now. It's not just a, well, he called a video and then a documentary, try to correct me. That's not it. It's not about promoting me like, let my people go. No, it is literally back. We have come full circle. We have come full circle to why our country out. Now, there's nothing at all that will stop us from getting this thing done. And yes, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you, we'd have never rushed it through. I had those discussions, got those approvals. We prolonged it. Here it is. It is what it is. Right? But I do regret trying to do a favor for it because now I and my team and whatever are target, and it looks like detractors will use it. But unfortunately, that's where we are in this process. So, maybe we'll look forward to him exposing it in two weeks nationally. Anyway, let's get to your questions, right? Let's get to your questions um, and do it. We're working feverishly through it, right? Um, there's so much involved in this moving ball. It is what it is. And now, and, and now what we, we got, what was there? Uh, four new documentaries this month. We got, let my people go. We've got, um, what's the other one? Damn it. I'm having a brain fart. Right. It's all about the law for and everything else. This is about explaining to people where the hell we are. And I believe people are not connecting the dots to just how bad this is and where we are. It's not just about overprinting ballots. It's not about, well, it looks like they changed the fob. That is not what this is about. We are down to the wire. And our freedom is going. Police state is one, right? We needed these pieces to happen, right? That's where we are in the evolution. And with me making a documentary, which I agreed to do and we are doing, even though Bozo says it's a grift, he is going to have liability with that, but that's a different story. But then again, a lot of people in this business just don't have the facts and don't express it out and they do stuff. We don't have room for errors. We do not move the ball just taking some handy cam footage from a lot of other people and stuff and throwing it together and calling it a documentary. That's how we that's how we get mocked. That's how people don't pay attention. The one thing you know about me is I'm going to give you the facts and I'm going to show you how it all connects. Because if you don't understand how it happens, why it happens and how it connects, we aren't going to move the ball. So I am, there is no way I'm going to do 
a documentary about me, produced by me, featuring me, let my people go about me, and rehashing what other people said. That does nothing. So we're telling a different story. I, I didn't even want to tell it out because it, it forces us to tell exactly what we're producing and doing. And it's a lot of work. You know, we, we, we had to go into archives and vaults and other teams and got to negotiate things out. Say, okay, I want to use like three and a half seconds of this, which was used for this theatrical release and X of this and all of those cost things. Right. But I'm, I'm saddened. I'm, 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 I'm saddened by this. But I also understand there's a move going on for people to, we're the top, we do audits, we do this. You see it in Arizona, a whole new audit company has been done and uh, but this is the battle we fight. This is the battle we fight. Anyway, I am uh so excited for what the storyline is and how it tells the story and how it shows the people of New Hampshire. And by the way, we're doing that on purpose because you're taking a little bitty state that means so much, so much to all of the United States, right? And that story must be told right. And we're committed to uh, telling it right and doing it right. It's just a process. It is what it is, right? Outside of that, I want to open this for uh, some questions to you, but I do think we can't agree just, and I had this discussion many times, you can't just take video footage that everybody went out on the internet and got, or people filmed with a handy cam, put it together and think you're going to move the needle or whatever. And that's why if I was willing to do the story and have control of it, why we were willing to to bear so much of what it costs to really do one. Right. Uh, and that's it. So it, it's here. It's me. It's, it's it. That's it. Right. And we must have wins. We must put up wins. And what we're dealing with is history. We have to stop pointing fingers at machines and certain things. We have to understand our nations at peril. Hang on. Uh, anyway, so look, even the fellow I talked with earlier has a stake in this and you, and he, he came on the program kudos for him. But what he called me out for is because I mentioned 2000 mules and see 2000 mules was seen as, quote-unquote, a Republican propaganda piece, right? We have to understand we're now in the point of we've got to tell our stories right, and we have to... Patrick has nothing to do with this production. Patrick's on other productions, period. I'm looking at questions in Rumble. We have to communicate the message. We've got to stop pointing at the machines... And we've got to step back and go, we've done this to ourselves. We have allowed these machines to get broken. We have allowed 
laws regarding our elections to get on the books that look like they protect us, right? But, and they do it in the name of protection, but it's really to create a loophole in the system. So that's how we're tying it together because it is a bit of history and everybody understands. We are now at live free or die. You know it, I know it. We don't have a Republican form of government anymore. We don't. And they've written these things into law. And even like that one little clip I showed you, the pilgrims were the conspiracy theorists who were saying this, con- this country's bad and they're abusing us and everybody was shunning them. And they basically said, screw you. If we have to go to that extent, we go to that extent. And here we are. They all came, right, to do, as we sit here on Thanksgiving Eve, this great stuff. And so in this documentary, you're not going to be flooded with dramatic music and stuff. You're just going to be dealing with the weaving of the story of commonly, genetically, on all Americans from those people. Not only do we owe them, but we are here because of them. We are here because of them. Right? And the first rule of production and any production, you even saw when people remove their names for products. You don't send around videos and say, here's the progress, here's what it is, give your critique, because everybody critiques. I don't do it that way. That's it. In my production business, if I was still doing production, if somebody wanted me to do the production and you saw my programs, they stroke a million-dollar check and they have no say. And we deliver, and here it is. You you don't get things done in a committee. You're buying the vision of the person doing it. So I think we did (laughs) a really good thing of, okay, look, you're going to take care of the license, probably going to be up $30,000 and stuff worth of work. We're going to take care of everything and get this done. But it does take all hands on deck. Marilyn is a rock star. But we need a reminder. You're right, Susan. We have allowed machines to replace simple human acts, period. We have allowed machines to get simple acts. We won't make a mistake like you saw. Did you know the motion, major motion picture industry, you know, where it has NC-13 and all that other stuff? That's all trademarked and copyright, including that color of chroma green. And in that format, that's a, that's a major mistake. A major mistake that will get you in a trade dress, trademark suit, and, and will have damages that come with it because you're disparaging the mark. And it's not done for comedic purposes. It's not a comedy. Get it? I don't make those mistakes and, and won't and won't. And so our, story of how all this works integrates all of the things we've seen. It's not about a machine anymore. It's not about one little data cart anymore. It's not about any of that. Is it about where we are? I've been telling you for a while. Yes, we're fighting for our states. Yes, we're fighting for our counties. But where we are 
is we now have to get very focused on our front step and our back step because this is now very closely going to be at our homes. And so we have done the historic completely turnaround. Just watch January 6th and the charges of January 6th and the stories I've given you about Nazi Germany. Same charges, but in reverse. Watch how our children, watch all our children think we're the Marxist. People have to grasp whether you believe it or not. History repeats itself. Probably the most important lesson that you've got to understand in this part when you see Live Free or Die, which is what it's called, by the way, Live Free or Die, is you have to understand this. Part of the people, you will never get only talking about the election stuff and machines because they have a complacent delusion. It can't happen here. And it is that delusion is exactly why it's happening here. To keep on doing the same thing the same way and expecting a different result is the definition of insanity. I will not do that. I don't know why Dr. Frank wants to comment on something he is not involved in or to conflate it the way he did maliciously, right? But we've got a country to wake up hard. We have been here before. We have been through it. You don't throw stuff together on a handicam. And here we are on the eve of Thanksgiving, and we are exactly back. We are exactly back that we're the invaders, Christianity's bad fundamentalist. Weather. So you heard the guy on the, or earlier. They're just fundamentalist nut jobs. We have come full circle. And if we can't embrace where we are in this live free or die, and we can't understand it, We have problems, and we've got to fight this the right way, right? Follow. In documentary, films, or otherwise, you can use the same name, live free or die. That's not, uh, the movie names aren't protected by copyrights that way, just FYI. And so... We will bring you something different, something we will be proud of. But I have to tell you, I do regret it. I do regret it because it's put us in the crosshairs. And I've now inadvertently given ammo (sighs) to that idiot stuff. But if they do it out over the airway, it's great. Makes it a whole, whole, whole different issue (laughs) when somebody does that. Because a grift is literally engaging in a and a crime, right? Anyway, let's fire some of the questions. I'm watching stuff go up and down, right? The battle's real, folks, on on every front, on every front that all of us engage in, the battle is real. Uh, I know the uh, Angel Studios folks, know them well. 
Um, you have to understand how the studio releases go. What you don't see behind the scenes in filmmaking is a theatrical release. You 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 basically kind of do your your program, and you you got to go promote it. But if you're going to get a, a theatrical a theatrical release, um you're going to plop minimum about $2 million on the table for them. It's not like you think you go, um, Hey, I got a film. Do you want to distribute it? You make money. No. Um, at minimum, you're going to plop down 2 million bucks. We've already talked to everybody from 2000 mules, how it's done to people that do it the whole bit. My team's on it. You plop down those different things. This is completely different but most people don't understand it it's not that it's not that uh easy in it and a lot of the theaters kind of have have palm greasings right uh we'd love uh very much we have a backup theatrical release that we're working on but yeah somebody you know somebody um I, I, let me just ask you a question if you were doing a documentary, you know, words have, I've always told you words have meaning just because you edited together some handy cam footage and you put something out 30 minutes or more, right? Not a, not a feature, right? But 30 minutes or more and call it a documentary. Have you done anything? All, all you get is bragging rights. Yeah. We made a documentary. If you if you just go play it in a church, have and and one church, and and your your fifty percent of the program is about you, and everybody else is quoting the work of everybody else, and it's just a bunch of quotes. Did you make a documentary or film? No, you you elevated yourself, self importance of yourself. A bunch of little clips. Now we understood why you went up to Capitol Hill and you sat on, on a hearing that had nothing to do with you, but you made sure they got camera footage of you sitting right in the camera shot so you can make yourself something you're not. I'm here to fight this fight for real. I will take heat because you even know I called out President Trump saying this ballot Banking is wrong because in order to bank ballots, you have to have mail-in voting. And that's where the problem lies. Folks, if we could wipe all the machines. Now, I know there's going to be a, a historic battle maybe in Georgia uh, and in Missouri about the machines. But let me ask you a question. Georgia's a mail-in state. Okay. Georgia is a mail-in state. If you get rid of the machines and you still have all of these inflated voter rolls and you still get them all out, right? And you still get them all out. Will it stop the fraud? No, it won't. 
you'll have gotten rid of the machines, right? But will it stop the fraud? No, because the fraud's already on the books. It's already on the books. And that's why in this myth that the machines change the votes, it's materially wrong. And what they're calling machine data is actually the Edison public data, and it's allowed to change. And I think they did it to bait and switch people. See, it's the machines, it's the machines. I want you to think about this. We had the very first time in history in 2020 where you saw the screen numbers change by several hundred thousands. Never happened before. You understand that. Never happened before. I want to offer you a new optic. A new optic is maybe they did that on the screen because they knew you thought that was the real data and you'd be screaming, look, they changed the votes. And what did everybody do? They fucking screamed. They changed the votes. They changed the votes. They changed the votes. Here it is. Look at it. Look what the machines did. And everybody ran that direction on public data and something that's not certified data, which can be done. And what did everybody do? Everybody focused on the machines. The machines change the vote. You can't get any standing because the software changes the vote, not the machine. But everybody said the machine. And what was it really behind the scenes? 2,000 mules, excess ballots and mail, paper and people and programs. We've been under a massive deceptive con. Now, what are they really suing over? Oh, you can't hand count and look at the ballots. That's what the guys are trying to stop. That should tell you. That should tell you, right, what they're trying to stop. They want to stop you looking at the paper. They want you to talk about the machines because the machine will get you sued and they're winning those suits. Do you see how stupid that is? Steph says, my ancestors came over in the Mayflower and fought in the revolution. There you go. We're telling an ancestral story here. Now, I'm, I'm sorry that some people will cut corners. I won't. Right? Wish it could have been different. Wishing uh, Georgia wouldn't have feared and made threats and we lost people and had to regroup or whatever, but it comes with it. But to have somebody like Dr. Frank say it's a graph and stole the money and ran, that's just a lie. And lies have consequences. But then again, he's out of DARPA. And maybe he knows better than I do, right? Folks, it's paper, 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 paper. Argentina just had hand counting paper ballots, 35 million people and had the results in one after if the polls closed and it changed everything. It's always been about the paper, always, always been about the paper. And if we keep on producing things, it's the machines, it's the machines, it's the machines. We're going to lose. We're going to lose. And I'm, I'm tired of losing. I'm tired of losing. There's nothing to stand in the gap for, folks, if all of your information's wrong and damaging. We have been so damaged by this pointing at the machine stuff and the change to vote stuff, which cannot be proven. All of our suits have been damaged. 
And now we have to have a, a different fight. So remember tomorrow, right? Remember tomorrow. Um, it's Thanksgiving. And we'll have three Thanksgiving specials for you. Um, the whole world's in turmoil, but I want you to know we're winning. But there's just as much evil, horrible crap on the right that is designed to make us fail that you have to have your eyes open. You got to understand how it goes. You got to understand what they do because there are people embedded on the right that are there to make sure things don't get done. One more time. Well, let me give you my view of what happened January the 6th. And we're all, we're here. We're here. We, we, we saw what happened. It was a violent insurrection for the purpose of trying to prevent the peaceful transfer of power after a legitimately certified election from one administration to the next. That's what it was. So... Thank you for joining me. I'm going back to boiling the ocean. <laughs> I actually love that statement. Jovan boils the ocean. You better boil that. If it, if it, if we got to boil the damn ocean to get rid of this uh, disease and bacteria and infection we've got in our country, well, damn it, I'm going to boil. I'm going to boil the ocean <laughs> to get it done. I love you all. Share the program. Thank you for everything, folks. Thank you for your support. But it's going to be tougher times ahead. And we're all in this battle together. Love you all. Most people are afraid to stand up and speak out, but not you. You've been learning how to tell the system to cut the crap. What can I do to help save the America I love? And the answer is, learn how to fight back and tell the system to cut the crap. Cut the crap's not just a radio program, it's a movement. The right kind of movement, which breaks free the conservative constipation and reminds you that you are the majority, and we're just not going to take it anymore. Make sure you're following Joe Von Hunt and Pulitzer on all social media. See you next week, and between now and then, take a stand and tell them all to cut the crap. 260 million of you shop here weekly. And did you know you spend about $1,400 each year? Two and a half million of you shop here daily, and you give them $1,000 each year. Combined, that's a half a trillion dollars annually. And you think it's the American way to shop? Think again. Your hard-earned money is being funneled to bad organizations. The consumable products you buy, well, they're washing America down the drain. Think about where you spend your money. Folks, we have to save America from socialism. We need to make the woke go broke. First things first, and that's America first. You need to follow the money. You need to follow your money and make the woke go broke. So I will show you how to save America from socialism. Go to makewokegobroke.click. Yes, dot click. Makewokegobroke.click. Makewokegobroke.click and do it now. 
Jovan, HuttonPulitzer.Locals.com is the only place a true patriot can stay informed, free of charge, without censorship. Over 18.5 million plays, it's Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. It's absolutely a government triangulation. They are literally putting Mike Lindell in the crosshairs. They get to choose 250 ballots of their choosing. Now you have the facts and the information to educate them and to open their eyes to what's really happened. Even I had no idea how dirty they play this game of censorship until I lost my social media. If you consider yourself to be a true patriot, it would be a crime not to visit JovanHuttonPulitzer.Locals.com today. I guarantee you, you will absolutely be the smartest patriot in the room. 260 million of you shop here weekly. And did you know you spend about $1,400 each year? Two and a half million of you shop here daily, and you give them $1,000 each year. Combined, that's a half a trillion dollars annually. And you think it's the American way to shop? think again. Your hard-earned money is being funneled to bad organizations. The consumable products you buy, well, they're washing America down the drain. Think about where you spend your money. Folks, we have to save America from socialism. We need to make the woke go broke. First things first, and that's America first. You need to follow the money. You need to follow your money and make the woke go broke. So I will show you how to save America from socialism. Go to makewokegobroke.click. Yes, dot click. Makewokegobroke.click. Makewokegobroke.click and do it now.